Welcome into the Thunder Basketball Universe presented by Coop Aleworks. The NBA offseason is still going along, but we've still got a pretty good podcast lined up for you today. We'll keep you up to date on some of the latest news coming out of the Thunder Universe. And then later on, we've got an interview with a couple special guests from the business office. Yeah, so I think we should probably start with the, the news, right? Mm-hmm. Which is uh, the Thunder officially announced a re-signing of Mike Muscala. Um, so that's great to have Muskie back in the yeah. fold. This is a guy that has really been kind of a staple of the Thunder organization over the last few years, mm-hmm. doing exactly what's asked of him, going above and beyond in terms of being a teammate to these uh, younger guys around him and being a shining example of yeah. work ethic. And so you you combine that with the level of production that we've seen from Muscala last season, eight points, three rebounds, 43% three-point shooting, if he had played enough games to qualify, that would have been top 10 in the NBA pairs. This move makes a lot of sense for the Thunder. Yeah. And I know a lot of Thunder fans will really look forward to having Muskie back on the sidelines because this is a guy who was a, is a pro's pro and was just a model of efficiency. How many yeah. games did he have last year? I don't have the number off the top of my head. <laughs> I don't know if you do. Where he had more points than he had minutes. I feel like he was the the team leader in that sort if of I, category. I think it was like nine games, if I remember. Yes. This was one of those crazy weird things yeah. that we were tracking throughout <laughs> the course of the season. And then, um, you know, it's just one of those things that, yeah, when he comes in, he's productive. Mm-hmm. And Paris, I think more than anything, he's really provided a model to the Thunder front office of the type of player that you could put alongside Shea Gildas-Alexander yeah. and Josh Giddy and some of these other playmaking guards mm-hmm. that the Thunder has as a stretch five man. I mean, I don't think it's any coincidence that the Thunder selects Chet Holmgren number two overall. Mm -hmm. After seeing all of this efficiency and productivity with a guy like Mike Muscala, I'm not comparing those two players necessarily, but you got Chet Holmgren who's over seven feet and last year shot 40% from three for Gonzaga. Well, right next to him on the front line is Mike Muscala who's perfected that footwork. He's going to be, I think, a great person for Chet to learn from mm-hmm. as you know he's figuring out the footwork on the pick and pops, the NBA three-point line, and, and it helps they're both from Minnesota. Ah, that helps yeah. too. <laughs> One other thing, Nick, that you're, you're, you've pointed out before on the podcast was when it comes to being a NBA player and being in the league for a long time, it's not always about growing your game outward, right? right? Yeah. It's about like deepening those roots and what you do well. And Mike is a shining example of that. And I remember specifically this past season, A, obviously he's a great pick and pop threat, right? He can yeah. shoot very well from behind the arc as we saw a career high, 42% from three this year. But he also he also was tied his career high in blocks per game. Yeah. He really stepped it up in terms of his rim protection as well. And the Thunder always respected Mike on both ends of the floor. But he told us that he worked on his jumping yeah. this offseason. <laughs> Just a very niche thing, a very small yeah. thing that actually translated in the regular season when it mattered uh, uh, under the rim. Yeah, I mean, that's like you and I working on our typing. Exactly, like, you, you know, know <laughs> the dexterity. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's a pro's pro type of thing to focus on. Yeah. He recognizes, okay, here are the specific situations situations that I'm going to be in. Mm-hmm. What do I actually need to work on in order to be, you know, the best that I can possibly be in those situations? Mike Muscala is not out there working on a behind the back, you know, between the legs right. crossover dribble move to to blow past a defender. That's not his game that will never be his game. Right. And I think that's there's freedom in in some senses when you get to be a veteran in this league and you accept and understand who you are that it actually allows you to try to perfect and excel at the things that you are going to be asked to do right. long term as opposed to maybe this and we've talked about this on, on the podcast before mm-hmm. actually last week with Michael Cage yeah, yeah there's no paralysis by analysis of like what do I work on next right. it's actually quite clear right yeah 
I want to I want to talk about this for a second. Well, let's talk about our favorite musky moments from oh, this year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, mine is mine is very. I think I think it, a lot of Thunder fans probably share this with me. But it was the Toronto game. Yes. <laughs> where he I think he went like over three or maybe over four from three for the entire game, but ended up making the game winning three pointer at the end of the game. Shea attacked to the middle of the floor. That's right. Kicked it back out to him, and Muskie knocked down the shot. Just a complete pro. And this goes to show just how professional Mike is when he comes out on the floor and why he's able to have nine or so games where he comes in and it's just pure efficiency out there because he comes out, he does his job, and he approaches it with confidence knowing that he's been doing this for going into his 10th year now. He's been doing this for a long time, and that muscle memory, it's always going to kick in. Well, and it also, when you knock down shots like that, Mm -hmm. it leaves the defense scrambling to come get you. And so uh, it's not a specific moment, but I do remember that there was this rash of uh, times that Mike was getting fouled on three point yes. attempts, and yes. and that was just it really like tickled me because I just I thought like <laughs> this is so funny like people are like rushing out yeah. to try to block a shot the guy's six foot eleven you're not gonna block his three pointer I'm sorry right. it's just not gonna happen so right. and, um, and making yeah, them yeah, like yeah, that was the yeah, other thing yeah, too it's yeah. not like he was getting fouled and just like you know yeah. getting fouled and the ball was going with him it was like he was making them right too. so <laughs> he had some four point play opportunities and I was like that was another thing I was tracking is like where's Mike Biscala on the list of four yes. point plays <laughs> in the NBA um, so yeah that was kind of something that stuck with me yeah so congratulations to Mike for resigning with the organization and just congrats yeah. to the Thunder for keeping an awesome guy like Mike in this market. I know Thunder fans will really be excited to see him back out on the floor and just a great example for the rest of this Thunder roster as well. We're going to take a short break here and after this, stay tuned because we got a very special interview with a couple of business office employees joining us on the Thunder Basketball Universe. Coop Works is the proud sponsor of Thunder Basketball Universe. Brewers of the fan favorites F5 IPA and 99 Calorie Ice Chest IPA. You'll find those and many more Coop beers at retailers across Oklahoma. Learn more at CoopLWorks.com. We are now joined by two very special guests who we've had the privilege of being able to work with here in the business office all summer long. And those are our two HBCU fellows coming from their respective HBCUs. We have Miss Summer Brown with us and Miss Victory Norris. Guys, I'll have you introduce yourselves and your school and also your major, what year you're in, let the people know. All right, my name is Summer Brown. I am a senior honors broadcast journalism major political science minor from Grand Rapids, Michigan, currently attending Howard University. And my name is Victory Norris. I am a senior finance major from Portland, Oregon, and I attend Langston University. So just tell us about how you even came across this fellowship opportunity and, um, you know, kind of what stood out to you about this opportunity. Um, So the way that I found out about this internship was through email from the Director of Career and Professional Development at my school, Ms. Thompson. Shout out to Ms. Thompson. (laughs) Thompson. (laughs) Uh, So she basically um, just always sends out different internship and job opportunities to different students at our school. Um, She'll send it like individually or just like a mass email. So I believe she sent this one out to everyone. Um, and I saw that they were interested in finance majors. So I saw this as like, you know, an opportunity for me to apply. So that's how I found out about the internship. Summer, what about you? For me, it was similar. Howard does a really good job at making sure all of our students have great opportunities, the best internships, externships, and just career services. So when I got this email and saw that it was open to all majors, I was really excited to apply and see what I can do in communications for a brand like the NBA. 
I would have, if I would have gotten an email saying oh. you have gotten the internship with the NBA, like an yeah. NBA logo in that yeah. email, I would have fallen out in my dorm room right yeah. then and there. What was your reaction when you found out that you got the inter- internship? Summer, I'll start with you. It was amazing. I was so happy and so excited. I applied as soon as I got the email. So as soon as I heard back, it was a call from um, actually my hiring manager, Ron. Shout out, Ron. Yeah, yeah Ron. Um, and he offered it to me and I was ready to go. I was super excited. Yeah, yeah mine was pretty similar. Um, obviously, I was super excited. Uh, the entire like interview process was pretty lengthy. So my, I was like, trying to keep the momentum going. But as soon as I found out that I got it, I also got a call from my hiring manager, shout out Chris. So um, yeah, it was it was very exciting. What were those you know days or weeks like in between when you found out that you got it and then when you actually started? What was going through your mind? What were your expectations about what you were going to, to be actually doing once you got this internship? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I mean, as soon as I found out, I was telling everybody. I was calling all my family. I was telling them I finally got it because it was something that I was like keeping to myself because you never know if you're going to get like an internship this big. So I was keeping it to myself, keeping all the excitement within me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I finally like let it out, told people. Um, My school was very supportive. Um, They did a whole like news article and it was it was really big. Um, But as far as expectations, when I first got here, I really wasn't familiar like with the department that I was in. Um, So that's another thing. Like I was just really looking to learn something new and be a part of something bigger than just like strictly finance. So yeah. Can you explain what department uh, you landed with here and and what you've been doing? Yeah. So I'm with the business intelligence department. um, And basically throughout, throughout the summer, my project has been to help them kind of take regular data like within spreadsheets stuff like that and help it help them to better visualize it for some of the senior mm-hmm. leaders so it's been really cool to learn some new softwares and stuff a real hands-on experience yeah there. yeah exactly summer what about you what was that time like between finding out you got the internship and then being here in okc i definitely did a lot of research um i played sports in high school i was a tennis player but I wasn't big on basketball. I've always loved watching the sport and I enjoy going to NBA games, especially in Detroit and Atlanta. But um, I was not familiar with Oklahoma City. So just really getting to research the team. It's one of the newer NBA teams and um, everybody at the company, as well as um, setting my expectations. I really wanted to work on something that I can take away with, with me back to school this summer. So doing like a news package or a project here at the Thunder would have been my expectation and something that I actually got to do. Nice. Yeah, I was going to say we've gotten to work a lot closer with Summer just because of, of your major and the department that you got brought into. Uh, what have been some of your favorite things that you've gotten a chance to, to be a part of? Not to put you on the spot here. I know you're going to say being you know able to watch the podcast, of course. She's but been no. behind the camera she, sitting yeah. and watching, observing some of yeah. these podcasts. So she's have. been a, a voluntary guest here. Yes. Um, watching you guys have been awesome. Like Just seeing everything that you do in communications and the way you can produce such high-level content is very admirable. But also, when I came here, I did not know that the Thunder had their own documentary film platform so I came at a time when you guys were doing the whole Thunderfellows film and I was just so impressed like that you guys were covering such great history and giving these kids a great opportunity but also making such great content for fans of the Thunder and fans of the NBA to see as well. 
Summer gave us a big assist around the NBA draft, too. She helped us with our research and <laughs> yes. made sure that we were prepared on draft night. So that was big time as well. Thanks. <laughs> Victor, we've got to ask you, too, I mean, being a part of the business intelligence department. I mean, that's something that not a lot of people know about. Yeah. That's even a, an opportunity within the NBA. What uh -huh. are some of the big eye-opening things that you've been able to experience while you're here? Um. Well, before the internship, I wasn't really big on, like, the tech side of things mm -hmm. or just like different computer softwares and hardwares. Like I wasn't really that type of person. Um, but I would definitely say that after being a business intelligence fellow, I've learned a lot that I'm actually interested in. Like um, I learned to use Tableau, um, learn how to actually code. It's something that I was always interested in, but never something I actually got the opportunity to do. So, you know, just being open to different things and being able to experience, you know, a lot of different stuff as well. What, how aware were you just being at Langston of how big of an operation an NBA team is? You know, I just I think personally back to when I was in high school and first couple years of college, I had no idea that there were hundreds of people that right. work for professional sports teams. Being at Langston, did you have much like contact or thought of, about mm -hmm. the Thunder? I didn't actually. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's actually a lot that goes into just one basketball game that I had no idea about. Um, so one thing about the fellowship, it definitely opens your eyes to how much operation goes into, you know, something as simple as like a regular basketball game during the off season, they're doing a lot more than what I thought would be done. You know, there's so many different departments, like, um, I got to shadow, um, you know, guest operations and just all these different departments that I didn't even know existed. So it definitely, you know, I'm closer than most people, you know, to the Thunder, but it's definitely still an eye-opener to see how much goes into Oklahoma City Thunder. Well, we're recording this on Monday, August 8th, which means school is right around the corner for, well, actually, Victory is back yeah. in school right now. <laughs> <laughs> started. Yes, I am. She has been pulling double duty here with the Thunder and with mm -hmm. Langston. Yes, I have, I have. And then Summer, you start school here soon. Mm -hmm. So let's start with you. What are you going to take with you back to Howard in Washington, D.C.? after this internship? There's so many things that I can take away from this internship and share with other people. I would definitely say the importance of networking, um, mm -hmm. getting to know your coworkers, getting to know people in different departments. You never know what they can open you up to or what questions they can answer. Um, a lot of students from Howard University and other HBCUs have already started asking me like how I got this opportunity mm -hmm. and how they can get their foot in the door in the NBA. So hopefully I can take that back and give some people some, you know, good tips on their process too. Mm -hmm. What about you? Um, that was actually my answer as well. <laughs> um, the power of networking, mm -hmm. just being able to not only just meet people at the Thunder, but we also met so many people from different HBCUs when we were all together in New York. Um, we got to meet different people that work, you know, with the NBA at the league office, people that work with TMCF, you know, they came together to put this program together. So the power of networking for sure, because it's, you know, it goes a long way. I'm glad that you zoomed out there a little bit because I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about just your thoughts on the NBA and the Thunder being a part of this program. Both of you obviously made intentional choices to go to an HBCU. Your thoughts on the, the NBA and the Thunder embracing that to this degree? Mm -hmm. I think it's awesome. Yeah, I've never really seen or looked into like a program like this where they are 
really directing their mission to support HBCU mm -hmm. students. Um, so I'm definitely glad that I'm able to be a part of such a big opportunity such as this one, um, especially with us being like the first class ever mm -hmm. to be an NBA HBCU fellow. So it's definitely, you know, a statement. So it makes a big difference. Yeah, for sure. I think it's such a big commitment to diversity for an organization to give Black youth these greater opportunities and give them the chance to really establish themselves. In an organization like this, like, it's definitely history. It's an honor to be a part of. And we're kind of like trailblazers. We, in are. we really are. <laughs> we are. We're out here. We're definitely. Size. And there are going to be a lot of people that look up to you. And like you're saying, yeah. other HBCU students are going to ask you what this opportunity right. was like. And so the follow-up question that I had was, how much pride do you have in being that first class? I mean, you're, you're like you're saying, you you're starting this path, you're you're a part of that trailblazing group. Just how does that, how much pride do you have in that? A lot. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> um, they only picked 60 people and there were thousands of applicants. So, you know, it's, it's a big deal. It's yeah. definitely, you know, something to be very um, happy and prideful about. So, yeah, definitely something I represent with pride. Mm -hmm. And I love to share about my experience. And I can't wait to tell more people when I get back to school. <laughs> the last thing I have, you know, these internships are so crucial for people that want to not just have necessarily a job in the NBA someday, but any type of job after you're graduating from college. Nowadays, employers, they want to see that you can do the job on day one that you step into the building. Right. So I just wanted to ask both of you, is there is there something tangible? Is there something that you feel like you did that when you're applying for a job heading into next summer that you're like, day one, I can walk in the door and because of this internship, like I know that I can do this. Mm, I know that a, might be that might be that's tough. A good but, question. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that is a good question. Let's see. Because of this internship, I can do this. Hmm. I think for myself, I can say that I'm a content creator, and that's something that's important in communications mm -hmm. throughout all majors and all fields, whether it's journalism or um, public relations. Being able to produce a press release or being able to produce a media package, a news story is so important. So having the opportunity to do that and say, I know how to edit, I know how to film, interview um, in front of camera, off camera, I can really say that the Thunder gave me the opportunity to explore that and get the opportunity. Cool. Mm -hmm. Hmm, I'm still thinking. That's a good question. Um, let's see. Because of this internship, I would definitely say, um, like I said earlier, I learned to kind of branch out of just strictly finance and numbers and mm -hmm. accounting. Um, definitely got a lot of experience with different, you know, computer type things. So I would say just my value as an employee has I'm, I'm really glad you said that because i think that's a huge aspect of this too is just understanding what it's like to be yeah. a full-time employee yeah, exactly. someplace like having shown that um side of your experience is crucial for for people as well so that's great mm -hmm. Really awesome experiences for both of you. And I got to say, I don't know about Nick, but it's been a pleasure having yeah. you guys in the office every single Thank day. You. Seeing Thank your smiling you. faces, it's so fun. And Summer, specifically for you, having you on our side of the office and mm -hmm. seeing you behind the camera, getting all this experience, it's been really fun to see. So we're really Thank proud you. to have you here. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks Bye. for joining us. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks for being part of the podcast. Thank you. Congrats. Thank you. We'll be right back right after this.
shout out to Summer and Victory for joining us on the Thunder Basketball Universe podcast. So happy to have them with us here in the office and also on the podcast. Yeah. So fun to see them around. They've been uh, incredible additions to our office, mm-hmm. not just with the work that they've been doing, but like culturally too. I think it's been really fun, yeah. um, especially as you know we've come out of sort of COVID, we're all back in the office more and to have this kind of like there's a new shot of life yes. in, the, in the building. So it's been really nice. <laughs> awesome, awesome addition. And so before we let you go, we got to let you know what's on tap for the Thunder, what's coming down the pipeline. And first things first, if you haven't seen it already, the Jay Will feature that Nick Gallo wrote is on OKCThunder.com. Nick, can you say the title again? Because yeah. that is <laughs> that is still to this day my favorite title that you have ever put on one of your articles. It's uh, Broken Backboards and Body Bruises. And I think if there's, I mean, it just epitomized yep. Jay Will, the story, the great the toughness and it's not just him like this is comes from his whole family and, and mm-hmm. there's some really um fascinating anecdotes that paris you pulled out of him in the one-on-one interview that you did with him out in las vegas so um i'm very appreciative for the material that you provided and i was able to to kind of let it flow and and put all those anecdotes together i also talked to jay will's high school coach mm-hmm. and fa- found out some um pretty fascinating details about um some situations that he was put in as a high school player and um some of the things he did as a youth too yeah. so that was very exciting also be on the lookout of for that one-on-one, vi- the video piece that um, the the interview that you did with Jay Will. Yep, should be coming down the pipeline soon. Let's just say that broken backboards isn't just a fun little alliteration yeah. that Nick put on the title. <laughs> There's a really fun story, so be sure to go check that out at okcthunder.com. And while you're there, you might want to be on the lookout for a J-Dub feature coming soon to okcthunder.com. That one should be pretty good as well. Yeah, starting on Thursday and Friday, you should be on the lookout for another piece called um, An Amazing Development tr- Improvement Trajectory. Trajectory, excuse me, an amazing improvement trajectory. There that's a direct quote um, from Herb Sendek. That's uh, Jay Dubs, head coach at Santa Clara. And so I had a chance to, to talk to him. Um, again, you sat down with Jay Dub and, and put together a great interview that I was able to pull from from that. And you know, we also have all sorts of different um, mm-hmm. interviews and content that we've gathered over the last uh, couple months since Jay Dub was drafted. And some great stories. I, I won't spoil them here, but one in particular that that leads off the piece that. Um, really goes to show the the lengths to which J Dub um, will take his basketball journey and, and his desire to improve. So good stuff from him, and, and be on the lookout for that story. Let's just say adversity is just an incentive for yeah. Jay Will <laughs> to keep moving forward and putting that pedal to the metal. He is a he's a shining example of breaking through any level of adversity that he hits. Yeah, I mean this is a guy that after you know three years of playing collegiate ball, all of which basically came under mm-hmm. pandemic settings aside from um, maybe his freshman year when he was just getting his feet wet. But you know this is a guy that in order to get better has had to really find every single small um, bit of motivation mm-hmm. and find every single opportunity to get on the floor. And I think what people in, in the draft world saw and, and front offices saw and obviously the Thunder saw is when he finally had an off season uh, this past summer to get in the gym, he took his game to the next exactly. level, and that's what allowed him to be a lottery pick. So you're going to want to be on the lookout for that story on OKCThunder.com. And one last thing to keep an eye out for is the schedule. Yeah. That's coming soon, so be on the lookout for that too. I cannot believe that it's almost schedule time. Paris. I know, I feel it's like August. This off season has <laughs> flown by, and, and really for us, yeah. once we get the schedule, Paris, like, 
it's it's go time. It is. We we get to plan out what our whole next nine months is gonna look like. <laughs> yeah. We gotta figure out how we're gonna see family, how we're yep. gonna see friends, what are we gonna do? Um and then also, you know, we gotta start preparing for the games, yeah. get all of our game prep done. And of course, the fans, you know, when they see that schedule come out, they know, all right, I gotta get down to Paycom Center on these dates, these dates, or maybe all forty one home hey, games. We'd yeah. love to see you yeah. here in Paycom Center. And let's just say that light at the end of the tunnel, NBA the NBA season is right around the corner. It'll be here before you know it. And you know we got you covered on everything that you need to know right here on the Thunder Basketball Universe. So be sure to like, rate, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much to our special guests, Summer and Victory, for joining us today. Thank you so much to our producer, Matt Bishop. And until next time, Thunder up and catch you later.